So Lord, we come with open hearts. Let our hearts be good ground for your word to fall on. And Lord, I thank you that you can take whatever we say today and make it fit every single situation here, Lord. Speak to us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So when I was thinking about, you know, what to share, I was like, yeah, I'm going to talk with Pastor Joseph, I can preach up for you. You're going to unleash me here to talk freely for an hour. Okay, maybe not an hour. And I thought, well, yeah, we're going to talk about faith. We're going to be talking about breaking bondages. I'm going to set people free. That's what we want to do. You know, I like a bit of theatrics. I'm a bit, you know, like that. And um, I prepared and everything. I was ready. I'm like, yeah, we're going for it. And then um, God says, I want you to talk about seasons. So I thought, seasons, okay. Um, I'm getting my specs. Why? Um, seasons is not really, you know, there's a season and, you know, and I thought, okay, Lord, let's see what you've got to say about it. And I believe, just, and funny enough, I went away this week, so when I came back, prayer on Friday night, we were praying and then Wale started talking about seasons, the seasons we were in. And then every single time we've done something, it's always about season. I thought, okay, Lord, I guess that is what you wanted to speak about. I mean, I thought I'm going to be, you know, obedient and do what you say. Because you know what is going on in our lives and you know what you want to say. So the title is Seasons. And my little hashtag underneath that is the myth of woe is me. So it's seasons, but we're talking about the myth of woe is me. So first of all, I'd like to read 1 Thessalonians 5.18. And it says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. So we know this, and we read it, and it seems like, you know, okay, but I'm going through a tough time. How can I give thanks in this? But this is what the Word says. So to unpack it, I want us to read a few scriptures first, just to get our mind on the same wavelength as the Lord. Because sometimes when He says things and we read it out of context... It doesn't make sense to us. We think, well, why? <laughs> What's that God doing anything? How can I be happy when my world is falling apart? How can I be thankful when all this is going wrong? I was speaking to Matthew just now. Um, he hurt his foot and he was on crutches. And I said to him, you have both your feet back. And he goes, yes. And I said, isn't it wonderful when you've been sick of anything and then you get well, how you appreciate your health. But before the, the um, whatever accident you had or whatever sickness, you would never have even thought of it, you wouldn't give it a second thought because it would seem like it's just normal. You take it for granted. And I think sometimes we, think we take things for granted, which are blessings in our lives, and we forget to thank God for them. But when we have a problem, then we forget that any good thing has ever happened to us, and all we focus on is the bad thing that's going on right now. So that's why I call it the myth of woe is me. So God has something to say about that. We want to see his kingdom come in our lives, in our church, in our homes, in our children's lives, in our schools. What's going on today? No, we don't want to stand around and watch all that happen. We are going to pray and make changes because we want to see God's will be done. Amen? So, just to prepare us, Ephesians 6, which um, Steve just read, I'm reading from the message. Now, um, if you thought when God says, you know, Seasons come and seasons go and all these things happen. It's, it's for weaklings. Let's just read on and see. So it says, you know, in the, in the King James, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. But I'm going to read it from the message. And it says, from um, 10 to 18, please, in the message version. It says, and that wraps it up. God is strong and he wants you to be strong. 
So take everything the master has set out for you, well-made weapons of the best materials, and put them to use so you will be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. This is no afternoon athletic contest that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. This is for keeps, a life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. Be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get, every weapon God has issued, so that it's, when it's all over, but that the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon. In the same way, prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. <laughs> None of this 20 minute, 20 minute, 20 minutes. I pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. So that's the message version. 2 Timothy 2:15 says, study to show thyself approved unto God. That's the King James Version now. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So again, as I said, I was ready to speak about faith, taking territories, breaking down bondages. That's what I was going for. You know, I was going to be doing all the actions and everything. And prayer is the thing, you know, that's what's on my heart. And if you speak to me about anything, after a while, we'll, we'll veer towards prayer. Because that's the season I guess I'm in. So I was kind of thinking, Lord, again, why seasons? Because you know, every season we need faith. <laughs> we need to know our spiritual authority. We need to pray. Again, all those things. Why seasons? Sometimes you notice people are pregnant. Do you notice that all they talk about are babies or people with young children? That's all they talk about. Why? That's the season they're in. And whatever season you're in, if it's music, that's all you'll be talking about. If it's art, that's all you'll be talking about. Whatever it is. So sometimes, you know, we say, I don't know the God's plan for my life. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't quite get what I'm supposed to be going. Check what you're saying. Check what excites you, what you spend all your time doing, what you focus all your attention on. And that will give you a clue. And sometimes it seems really unrelated to maybe what you studied what you've planned for your life you know we make all these plans but God comes in and says actually I want you to go this way sometimes and we have to obey so what comes to mind when I say seasons anyone shout at me summer, summer. winter <laughs> spring <laughs> autumn <laughs> pardon <laughs> what Four Seasons Pizza. Okay, well, that's different. That's what's on your heart. I mean, you know, that's what you're thinking. It's cool. So, we want to discover together what God is saying about seasons of our lives, the times and seasons of our lives, and how we are to manage it, how we are to deal with it, and what we're supposed to be like while we're in it. First Peter 4, 5, 4 to... Or 5 to 11. Again, these are seasons. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive 
to one another. So again, look at all the seasons, and I, I will, um, every time I say the, the word that I want you to focus on. So submissive is a season to one another, and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour resist him I like the word resist it, ha- it comes with you know you when you say you have to shake your arms resist him because that's what you do when you resist you know you use a bit of power steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world but may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. And I like to read that same text in the Good News version. And I'll start from one. And it says, I, who am an elder myself, appeal to the church elders among you. I am a witness of Christ's suffering, and I will share in the glory that will be revealed. I appeal to you to be shepherds of the flock. So we're talking to leaders, we're talking to everybody. In this room, you see, we have everybody here. We have babies to older people. (laughs) And these days, I'm part of the older people. Can you believe? I used to be part of the youth. (laughs) The youth, they came up, and I thought, none of them are my age. (laughs) I used to be youth, but now I'm part of the older people. So, I appeal to you to be shepherds of the youth that God gave you and to take care of it willingly as God wants you to and not unwillingly. Do your work, not for mere pay, but from a real desire to serve. Do not try to rule over those who have been put in your care. That's for anybody who's a department head as well. That applies to you. But be examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the glorious crown, which will never lose its brightness. In the same way, you younger people must submit yourselves to your elders, and all of you must put on the apron of humility to serve one another. For the scripture says, God resists the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves then under God's mighty hand, so he will lift you up in his own good time. Leave all your worries with him. All of them, not some of them, all your worries with him because he cares for you. Be alert, be on watch. Your enemy, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Be firm in your faith and resist him because you know that the other believers in all the world are going through the same kind of sufferings. The same. It's not just you. The same, your other brothers and sisters in the world are going through the same things you are going through now. Even in this room, I bet you there's a whole lot of us going through the same things, but we don't know. But after you have suffered for a while, the God of all grace, who calls you to share his eternal glory in union with Christ, will himself perfect you and give you firmness, strength, and a sure foundation. To him be the power forever. Amen. Amen. So I wanted to read it in the good news because I like the way it kind of just broke, broke it down um, and made it more relatable to us. And one thing I'd like us to always remember that when we're going through things, when we're, not, we're in our season, 
we feel like it's just us. We're the only person in the world ever, 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 ever to have gone through this. But the Bible tells us there are other believers going through the same things. So I don't know whether it's comforting, <laughs> but for me it is comforting to know that others go through it. When I read through the Bibles and accounts of different people, I'm so encouraged because they failed, they were scared, but God brought them through. And I think I fell so many times, I'm scared so many times, and God will bring me through. So even though I can't see it in this particular moment, I am trusting God. Deuteronomy 3.31, it says, And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. And I bet when I said seasons, most of you thought, we're going to read Ecclesiastes 3, right? There's a time for this and there's a time for that. There's a time for this. And yes, we are. We're going to read that. <laughs> so you were right. <laughs> It says, this is the New King James Version this time. I just want to keep your fingers, you know, moving along today. So we go from King James to good news to message. And now we're back to New King James. Ecclesiastes 3, 1, 2, it says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence. <laughs> That's, um, I think that one was written specifically for me, but not today, hey. <laughs> and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. And it's true, we look here and we see there is a time for everything. And we, if we look at all the different things that are put in here, we will actually face one of these things at some point in our lives. It may not be all at once, but, you know, I dare you to speak to somebody sometimes, maybe your best friends because you can't go to everybody and ask them the deep things, but some of the things that have happened to people and you see them walking around and you don't know. You don't know what God has done. And sometimes I think we should share these things, not because we want to boast and say, look how wonderful I am as a Christian because I came through this. But actually it's to empower and strengthen somebody else who's going through that same thing, but they don't know that they can come through. They can't see their way out. But you've come out. And so it's really up to you to say, it is possible. You will come out. It'll be all right. Just follow God, just listen to God, just keep on keeping on and you'll get there. And as Christians, sometimes I think when we, we, we think that if we say we can't do things or we find things difficult, then we're kind of speaking against God because, you know, God is all powerful, God can do anything, I'm a Christian, what do I mean I can't, you know, I'm going through difficulties, but we do. We go through sufferings, the Bible calls it. After you've suffered a while, it didn't say after you've had a little party, and you've enjoyed yourself it says after you suffered a while and I think we don't like to think of that part of suffering suffering is a part of life if you hurt yourself and you go and they have to sew you up it hurts I fell down the stairs and had to have my um, jaw stitched it was painful 
There was nothing nice. Now you can't see it and it's all sorted out. But at the time, it was painful. And while they're doing it, I'm not going to say because I believe in God, it's not painful, it's not painful, it's not painful. It was painful. And so when we're going through stuff, we have to be real. It's painful. Tell your brothers and sisters, let them pray with you, let them help you, let them speak with you and encourage you in the word because it's painful. But if you pretend it's not and you're going to be a hero by yourself, you will find it really, really difficult sometimes. And that's what we do. We, we hide behind these walls. You know, I'm a fantastic Christian. I'm always walking by faith. Nothing takes, you know, me by surprise. I know exactly the mind of God about everything. So I'm never surprised. We are always surprised. God always surprises us because he's God and we're not. <laughs> and so there is a time for everything. Bible tells us to be rooted and grounded in him, to be steadfast and unmovable. I like these words because when I read it and I think, okay, well, God is commanding me to do it. He's saying I should do it. And therefore he's made provision. So I can do it. I can be rooted and grounded. I can be steadfast and unmovable because God wouldn't say these things if it wasn't possible. Do you see what I mean? So if you hear us praying and, you know, yeah, we're praying for our church to be rooted and grounded, you're thinking, yeah, well, you know, I'm not really good with the word. And yeah, well, you know, I don't really like praying. And well, yeah, you know, I can't really go to cell. And yeah, well, you know, and there's lots of yeah, well, you knows. But the fact is, the Bible says, be rooted and grounded. And God has given us all the same opportunity and the same chance to be rooted and grounded. So if your friend is rooted and grounded, it's because they've made themselves available and they've put the work in it to be rooted and grounded. If you're not, you haven't. It's not grace. It's not God's, you know, loving them more than you and that's why he's given them that. Some, sometimes there is grace for certain things, yes. But the basic stuff, we are all supposed to be rooted and grounded in, in the Lord. When we buy a product, <laughs> we expect it to have gone through rigorous testing, right? We don't want, oh, I had an idea, I put it together, here it is, take it. There'll be lots of lawsuits against whatever company that was. That chair you're sitting on, if they've not made it properly and you buy it and everybody falls down, it can't be just the one person because everyone fell down. The, the company's got problems. So that chair has to go through testing. Have you ever seen when they, they manufacture cars and they show you how they, they you know, hit it with things, they throw it into like walls and stuff to test how it will react to an accident and impact and that kind of stuff. All those things. But imagine that's you that's been banged against something constantly because we want to see how far you will go. And we want to see, that's my drink. We want to see whether it's safe to be used. And so with us is the same. We have to go through the constantly, and it hurts the third time. Okay, Lord, I get it. And as we're doing all these things, it's testing us so that when we are ready, we can then, the product can be sold. And you're happy when you buy it. And God prepares us so you can use us for the things that he's purpose for us. You know, we're not here for ourselves. You know, we always think, we know we made our goals this year from the beginning of last year. I wonder how many of us can look at them now and look at the things we wrote and see whether or not we're following them. You know, it's now what, August going on September. And we made these sometimes these fantastic goals that we have. And we forget that life happens. It's not smooth sailing. You don't just say, I made this goal. Yep, I'm just going to walk through it. That's it. And I made another goal. Yep, I'm going to walk through that. 
Sometimes there is opposition. And you're thinking, but God, this is a good goal. Why isn't it flowing? Why am I not getting there really, really, really quickly? Because it's a good goal. It's about you. It's kingdom-minded. It's not selfish. But the struggles are not punishment for us. And we need to remember that. And I think, I'm a bit older now, I keep saying. I feel like, oh, I've actually lived, you know, when I, I remind myself, because I think I'm about 25 in my head. I'm about 23, 24, 25, that's me. Until I see my son <laughs> and my daughter, nothing, okay. That's not possible, because <laughs> I had them after <laughs> 25 and so forth. But I've been through stuff, and when I was going through, I don't think I remembered or took notes particularly of it. But now, looking back, I can, and I'm thinking, okay, so, you know, I've gone through things. I've got some scars. You know, when I fell down, I've got a scar here. At the time, I wasn't particularly happy, but now I can kind of proudly show me too. I've got a scar. You know, people like to show their scars. And we have scars, some scars in our lives that we don't necessarily share with anybody. But these scars make us who we are today. You see, but at the time, it wasn't nice. <laughs> it wasn't helpful. <laughs> I wasn't loving it. But now, when it's all healed and it's strengthened and the place is all back together, you can talk about it freely. If you'd seen me when I fell, I couldn't speak. Everything, all this bit was swollen. It was very painful. For about two weeks, three weeks, I had to eat with a straw. And it was horrible. And I was still trying to talk. They said, don't talk. <laughs> and I was still trying to talk. <laughs> oh, and somebody said, Abby, that's going to be very difficult for you if you're not supposed to be talking. For well, thanks. But after it, it healed. And that was an experience. Now, the reason why I felt I don't do that thing anymore so that I'll fall down those stairs again. <laughs> I don't wear heels on stairs and I don't run down the stairs in heels anymore. It was my own fault. So we will go through seasons before we are released in different areas of our life. So sometimes we get released in one area. We feel, yeah, I've arrived. I've gone through my thing. I'm here. And then after you've finished going through that thing and now you think, thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. Suddenly there's another thing. Huh? Again. <laughs> Lord, What's going on? I thought that, you know, what's going on? Bible says, having done all to stand, stand. Through the tears, through the fears, through the difficulties, stand. Stand. It doesn't say buckle down and cry. Okay, you can do that for a little while and then get up and stand. We all have those moments. It's okay to cry. It's okay to say, God, this hurts. God, I don't like this. I don't understand what's going on. Say all that, and then when you finish, stand. Everyone say stand. Stand. That's what he told us to do, stand. So whatever you're going through right now, you are to do what? Stand and be firm, unmovable unshakable because you know in whom you've believed it's not because you are so strong and you're so mighty and wonderful in your own strength because of him and indeed just like Matthew's foot is healed and he's now walking around maybe doing cartwheels in a few weeks maybe not you know you're gonna be a dad and all that you don't need you um, doing that again it's healed and you can walk on it and he's fine you learn from these things you learn the value of when you are in good health 
the value of when things are going well, the value of when you've, you know, you've been down, you've been broken, you've been hurt, you've been ill, and then you're well again. How you appreciate it, how you thank God for the little things. My sister-in-law had an op, and again, she was saying the same thing. She said, you know what, we take our health for granted. Until you've been through something, you just get up and go, and that's it. But until you've been ill and you've had to recover, this is when the fact that you can, you know, the, she couldn't even walk around. The fact that she could get up, go and take the bus. And usually we live in cars. We don't take buses because of children. Every day we just jump into a car, drive wherever. But she was here a few months ago. And the fact that she could just get up and take the bus, the bus that we, same bus we complain about, I want to take the bus, I want to drive. She was happy that she could walk to the bus stop and get on the bus and just go and walk around town just because she could. And yeah, I'll be like, okay, if I need to go to the town, right, if I leave at this time in my car, I get there at this time, then I could do quickly, da, 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 come back. It doesn't, I'm not even taking note of whether I can walk or not, whether I feel good or not, because my focus is not on that. But her whole, I'm just sitting on the, she'll call me, I'm just sitting in the bus looking outside through the windows. When do we ever sit on the bus and look out the window and appreciate it? But because she's been through something and she couldn't do that, now it was like, this is beautiful. I can do this. And that's how it is. When we've gone through this, we can see the goodness of God, the power of God, the might of God, his goodness to us. And then we can appreciate him on a different level. Now you appreciate your health on a different level because you've been sick. Do you see? Before you didn't, you knew it was good and thank you God for my health and all that. But now really thank you God for my health because you've been somewhere. And so when God, we go through these things and we come out, we can then really praise God from a different place. Not the same place we were before, but from a totally different place because God has brought us through. So God wants us to be free from the hindrances, thoughts, mindsets of being unable to cope and feeling overwhelmed. Because like we read, he is with us. It is he that guides our way. He's with us in all that we go through. So we have the word. Every Sunday we come here, we hear it. How we, we hear it. We have cell, we have podcasts. We have DVDs. Some of us don't even bother to listen to the DVDs if we couldn't, or the podcasts if we couldn't hear everything in the service because we think we could just muddle through. But actually, every single time we meet and God speaks, he's preparing you for something that you're about to go through. And if you miss it, or you decide not to take it. Remember we read, apply it to your life. These words that you're hearing, apply it to your life. So when we hear the word, it is our job before God to apply it to our lives because we can't say we didn't know. Now you know. You can't say you didn't know. Now you know you're supposed to do what? Stand, not buckle. You're supposed to stand. God knows you're struggling. God knows it's painful, but he still says, what did he say? Stand. So now you have no excuse. You can't say, well, I didn't know. And I thought, well, you know, it was a bit difficult for me in that season, Lord. He says, stand. Our lives are examples to others, like I said. Especially when we think no one is looking. We have a responsibility to apply the things God gives us so that we are able then to help others. It's not always about you. Turn to your neighbor. It's not about you. That thing you're going through, it's not about you.
So we've all found ourselves in different positions, different areas, different difficulties, challenges, if you like, in our lives. And so we think, okay, well, Lord, yeah, well, it's a time to pluck, a time to harvest, time. To, okay, what do we do with it when we're in a difficult time? How do we manage it? So like um, you called out, we've got spring, summer, autumn, winter. Spring, there's planting and watering. Everything is new and beautiful. Summer is hot. We're resting. It's, you know, we're happy because we can wear T-shirts. We don't have to wear coats or boots. And we're happy. Autumn, things are back to school with our children going back to school. Work and everything's getting back to being serious again. Winter, we're preparing for cold and even Christmas. There's tinsel, there's trees, there's all these things, there's all these different seasons. And naturally, we're okay with it. We, we've learned to adjust to the season. You know, today, not a lot of people are wearing T-shirts today <laughs> or shorts. Um, but a few weeks ago, there were loads of us. Hot. It's too hot. We need a bit of cold. We need a bit of rain. Your answered prayer <laughs> is here. <laughs> You know, and now we've got it. But we're okay because, you know, London, we don't really get that much sunshine. So it's all right. We just feel happy we had some. It's okay. We're, we're cool with it. It's fine. So new seasons bring change. They bring new skills, new requirements of us, new challenges, new anointing, and new enablement. We look at the ant, Proverbs 6, 6 to 8 in the amplified version. It says, go to the ant. And it says, I didn't really want to say, oh, lazy one, because I think, you know, Oh, Lord, that's a bit hard, but I'm just reading the words. So, hey, it's not me. It says, go to the ant. You know what I mean? Normally, I will sugarcoat it a little bit so you, you don't quite get it. I'll say, you know, if you're not feeling like you can really go for it and that kind of stuff. But the Bible says, go to the ant, O lazy one. Observe her ways and be wise, which have no chief overseer or ruler. She prepares her food in the summer and brings in her provisions of food for the winter in the harvest. So even the ant knows there are seasonal changes, and there are times to prepare for the times where there'll be lack. So for us, we need to learn. That's what the Bible says. Learn from them. The requires for a new season is different from the old one. We don't need our flip-flops anymore. We don't need our T-shirts as much, although we can wear a coat and still get away with it. But as winter comes, and <laughs> Javon, you know, was, he's here and he's going to uni and, you know, he's got all these t-shirts. I said, um, got these jeans that are ripped. And I said, you know, it's going to get cold, right? These ripped jeans <laughs> that you've got, you need to get something to wear underneath. It's like, oh, I'm happy, I'll be fine. I'm sure it won't be that cold. Today, he's like, it's getting a bit cold now, isn't it? <laughs> I thought, you haven't seen nothing yet. This is just mild. We haven't even entered proper winter yet. But in the summer, it was fine to have the ripped jeans because, you know, your legs were fine. You were hot. But in winter, those same jeans, you'd be like, why did I buy these jeans? I should have bought something warmer that covered my legs. Sorry, Jay. I love you. <laughs> and so we can sometimes do the right things at the wrong time. And you might ask, is this possible? Yes, you can. I'll give you an example. My kids, when they were younger, they loved to read. They still like to read. But the problem was, when we're getting ready to go outside, you know, you've, you've told them, go shower, get ready. They'll be in their rooms, and they'll be like this. I mean, you literally walk in. Zoe or Nathan will be sitting there with a book. And this is them creaming themselves. And I walk in, I'm like, guys, can you hurry up? Yes, it is it. And then other parents will be like, I mean, some, somebody asked me, what's the most annoying thing your children do that, you know, really gets up your goat? 
And I said, they read when they're supposed to be getting ready. And they looked at me like, that's a problem. And I'm like, because they wish their children, they bought all these books for their children, their children didn't read. So my kids would go to their house and borrow the books, read it all and bring it back, you know, series of books. And, I, and the, the reading part was great because of course I wanted them to read. But when we're late for an appointment or when we're late for school, I can't go and stand there and say, well, he was reading or she was reading. I can't do that. So that was one way. Another one was, um, went to Ghana. I was going to Ghana. It was December. And um, this is doing the, the right thing the wrong time. I was freezing. It was snowing. Got to the airport, had my coat on. My, boot, my Uggs, pretend Uggs on, fake Uggs were on. And it was warm and it was great. And then the plane was delayed. And Enoch you know, was about to go. And I said, oh, take my coat. He said, no, you better keep it. So I thought, okay. So we had to sleep in the hotel. They dropped us off. Others were wearing flip-flops, T-shirts, because we were going to a hot country. So they prepared themselves that way. I had my coat. I put my hood on. I had my Uggs on. And then the, the place they dropped us, it dropped us like a down the road and you had to walk to the hotel because of the snow. We couldn't go in. And I was so pleased I had my coat. But the next day, we got on the same plane, got to Ghana, 30 degrees plus, and suddenly, this coat, it was like, what is this? Why are you carrying this? My arm literally was baking because it was so heavy. And this was a big, heavy coat. It was baking. I had my Uggs on. I just chucked them off. Got, I had some sandals in my bag, put them on. And the same things I had in London, you know, a few hours earlier, which was great, did not fit my situation in Ghana. And in our lives, we do the same thing. We have things that work in one situation, and we think we can carry that same thing to the next situation. And it's not so. And I want us to look a little bit, just as Joseph, and I'm gonna speed up. So Joseph, happy at home with his mom and, um, mom and dad, brothers and sisters, brothers, and he has a dream that they're all bowing to him. He goes and tells his family, and they're like, what? Who do you think you are, you little thing? How can you tell us we're going to be bound to you? Long story short, the brothers get jealous. Dad has made him this nice coat because he loves him. They took him out. killed. They did, first of all, they were going to kill him. Imagine your brothers are plotting to kill you. They were going to kill him. Then they decided, one of them said, no, 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 let's not kill him. Let's just um, kill an animal and put it on his coat and give it to dad and say that he's dead. So they sold him as a slave. And after they sold him as a slave, he was working in Potiphar's house. And it was great. I mean, I can imagine how it was feeling. Imagine if it was you. You've been sold by your brothers as a slave in another country. Now you're working as a slave in somebody's house. But you are faithful. And then you get, um, somebody accuses you of something you didn't do. So you get thrown into jail. You go to jail. And in jail, you are still faithful. It says the warden didn't have to worry about anything because Joseph was there. And then while you're in jail, you meet somebody who could possibly get you out. They forget all about you. Sometimes people will forget about you. So don't rely on people and what they say sometimes, but God is ever faithful. So this person goes out and then as God would have it, events happen that that same person had to come back and get Joseph. Joseph gets released, you know, tells, interprets the dream, becomes second in command of the land. And all of this led to, this is like, he was now about 30, his family being saved because there was a famine in the land and Joseph was the only one that had the brains, the know-how, to appropriate things in such a way that all the people could be saved. So the troubles of Joseph wasn't really about Joseph, was it? 
It wasn't, and the thing that got me was he said, when he met his brothers, he forgave them. He told them, it wasn't you. What you did, you may have done it for evil, but God meant it for good. So some of the things you're going through, again, it's not about you. It's about what God wants to say. Imagine a whole nation is saved because one person, one child was sold as a slave. I mean, Lord, can you think of a better, a better way? But then we look at that story and who else do we see? Jesus. God said his only son to die for us. We weren't appreciative. We weren't thinking, yeah, you've come our savior. We killed him. And so, yes, we killed him. And so I just saw zero. <laughs> so I'm like, really? Do we have the same clock? And so, seasons. We look at the seasons in David's life and we see what God did. And today I want you to imagine yourself, not David, Joseph. Imagine yourself being Joseph. I was looking at David, that's why I said David. Imagine yourself as Joseph and going through all that and having to forgive. So one of the things we need to do when we enter our new season is to forgive. We need to be in tune with God. He was communing with God and God was able to speak through him. And we need to be able to then follow what God has planned for us so that we don't carry excess baggage. You know when you travel, if you take excess baggage, what happens? You pay dearly. It's not the same as your normal cases that you're allowed. You pay extra because it's excess baggage. Nobody wants excess baggage. So I pray that we will not take excess baggage into our different seasons and that God will help us to walk according to his will. God bless you all. I have five minutes for my prayer response. Yay! So...